This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Chasing the Tide. It's your saltwater connection on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dustin Nichols. Uh, we got a good show tonight. Good show. I don't know if y'all uh, keeping up on the social media, the IG and the reels and all that good stuff, but man, what a way to grow your brand. I'm going to tell y'all that right now. Y'all might even check mine out. You might even run into my alter ego on there. His name is Billy Backlash. So uh, give it a shot. Check it out. Also, go follow uh, the Fallon Finn uh, page there to keep all up to date on all your latest podcast happenings with all the different shows we have. It covers everything. So check them out. Um, just uh, coming back from a weekend on uh, Caddo Lake on the KBF Trail. Um, had a good time over there fishing in the cyber swamp. Some good stuff over there. Good friends, some camaraderie. Uh, not too happy with the results. I mean, it could have been a lot worse, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. A few key fish lost, and, uh, and uh, you know, that salt guy over there trying to give them bass a run, but, uh, you know, it just didn't go my way, so we'll get them next time. So, yeah, without further ado, we're going to bring on our guest tonight. We got another one of the Dirty Duval crew in the house. We got Mr. Johnny Carr coming on. Here we go. What's what going on? What is up, Johnny Two Swole? That's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know I had to I had to come in with that that thing. I, I started that little little deal today. I got a little like a Wayne's World blonde like mullet wig. Yeah, I, I got a hat my daughter gave me uh, for my birthday. I'm gonna have to do something about it later. It's pretty dang it's pretty dang funny hat. Shoot, but I, I did it. it today, you know, my man Mike Herman over there in Louisiana, donkey bait, swim bait's been making some great swim and glide baits, and, you know, there's a lot of people transitioning those baits over. I've seen those. those his baits are good, been, man. I've been doing that a quite a little while. I'm, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I had did one today with that. You know, I, I came on there and said, boy, I said, Dustin, boy, what you be fishing with there, boy? You know, come back, my my backlash Billy. That's my, that's my alter ego. <laughs> We'll start doing some little reels and some little little funny pun stuff, you know. It's worth it, man. Have some fun with it. Yeah, we're gonna have some we're gonna have some fun with it. Man, what is up, my man? I've been wanting to get you on the show. Uh I've been following you for a little while. Uh, you know, I have have one of the boys from over there, Mr. Rashad on uh recently too. So we're gonna get another one of the Duval crew on here. So my guy. Uh give everybody uh, you know, tell everybody who you are, where you're from, a little backstory, what got you 
um, you know, into fishing, you know, and then progressed into that plastic boat. All right. So, uh, Johnny Carr, as my bio says, or my little at name, Johnny Q. Swole, which I need to change that. It's been like that for like 12 years now. <laughs> Back in my, my football days. But um, Jacksonville, Florida, grew up out here. Uh, really, you could say Middleburg, Orange Park, all the same thing. You know, classic Dirty Duval boy. Yep. Uh, what got me into fishing? Not a Yes, sir. <laughs> Duval. <laughs> and Jags going to the Super Bowl. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Hey, what uh, what got me into fishing? I think I was nine years old. Uh, my best friend, uh, he's passed now, but um, when we were kids, he invited me to go fish with his dad. So we went out. I caught a black drum and a stingray. Ended up going like two weeks later. I actually got channel stuck at the house. Some show with tuna on it. I right, the, the channel wouldn't go, and I got stuck watching that fishing show for a couple hours. Uh, fast forward as time goes, end up becoming the manager at a fishing club when I was 13 in junior high. Had Captain Don Dingman with fish bites come out. I've been hooked since. Um, really, what got me into the kayak? Being real, I wanted to save money. Um, I've always been intrigued with kayaks, but for here, a lot of our stuff we could wade and a lot of stuff we could, uh, you know, surf fish. So growing up, you know, not having much but other bike and a couple fishing rods, uh, we'd ride up to the river, hop in it, catch reds under docks, catch bass under docks. Yep. Um, then from there, as I got a little older, I actually ended up dropping fishing for a while, football. As I realized, I ain't going to the NFL. Yeah. I came back to it. Um, end up doing a lot of uh, pure fishing for like bull reds. Never really got on the snook bite. They got into surf fishing, did a bunch of sharks. I started getting offshore, and then I was like, I want to kind of. I miss catching redfish and uh, end up getting the Hobie. Well, first few, the technical, I had a, one from a little Dick Sporting Goods kayak, a little blue and white guy. Mm-hmm. Got a deal for my PA. And then just been hooked since uh, 2017, late 2017. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, once you get in that boat, man, that plastic boat, get how, you know, how close you are to the action and, and just soaking in all the surroundings and getting to the spots the boat can't, the boats can't get to, you know, it's just something about it, you know. It's addicting, I, man. I'd love to get another boat, but, you know, I've had friends get one and it's like, man, I like, my lower unit went out. I lost my... My steering, you know, I had to get in, put a new hydraulic system in, had to redo my wire, had to do this, that, exactly. had to do that. It's like, yep, bust down another thousand. There you go. <laughs> exactly. At least for the kayak, if my drive goes out, I got hands. Yep. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. And I'm going to get where I need to go. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, and then just the ease of access. You know, you can just dump it off the side of the road on a little creek somewhere, side of the, yeah. you know, back marsh, side of a bridge. No boat ramp, no problem. That's, that's Don't have to deal with a trailer. Yep. No gas. Yep, no gas needed. <laughs> Only thing I need to do is plug in my batteries. Bam. Yep, have the batteries ready to go and you're good to go. So what's uh, around the area you're in? You know, how, how's the kayak scene there now? How, how's that How's that uh, taking off pretty good? Y'all got a local shop or something say, or anything so like that? These past, I'll say about two and a half years it is completely blown up. Like the kayak scene in Jacksonville is getting almost annoying, but at the same time, I love it. Yeah. Um, I love it. Cause I do love to see people actually out there doing something they love mm-hmm. annoying because that's more people. Yeah, exactly. Um, like when I first got my kayak, there was like very selective group. Um, I call them all the OGs, you know what I'm saying? All the guys who've been doing it way longer than me. And those are all the guys I look up to. Um, and then these, some of these new cats, you know, they come in and they, you know, kind of want to get spoon fed, but it's all right. You know, we try to teach them the right way and they'll be going. Yeah. Since it's blown up, it's, uh, shoot, I'll say this past year now, people are starting to find out really where I'm fishing at. And um, not just me, but like I said, some of the older guys who fish out there, it's really starting to get a thick crowd. And you got a couple of YouTubers. And uh, mm-hmm. nothing wrong with you two. Just don't yeah, put me in exactly. the video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's but we have a. Uh, but yeah, nah. don't. don't uh, yeah, don't let me go off on that tangent. I might end up right. somewhere else. <laughs> like we have a we have a couple shops around here. Yeah. Um, our biggest one actually just closed down. Uh, Black Creek Outfitters. Um, and 
that was the super shop for Hobie. Really, anything you needed kayak-wise, they literally just shut down last month. Oh wow! So um, just a was a lack of business or or just a something uh, changed in the business mind there or presence? They or? end up selling. Uh, it's a local family-owned shop, and they ran it. I feel like almost twenty some years. Wow! And Miss um, Liz and they just decided to go ahead and sell. It was their time to time you know, to retire. Yep. Time for them to to live their life and. Honestly, I can't be mad at it because how much they've right. done for the community. And then even just for me, um, anytime something's been broke on my kayak, it's almost like I really have to pay for nothing. They're just, hey, come on in, drop it off. We'll fix it for you. We'll help you out. And then even when I try to pay, they're like, don't worry about it. Dang. Just a, a real good family-owned shop. Like, yeah, uh, still like to this that, day. The community is much needed. You know, I, 100%. The, the new owners planning to, to come back strong? or, or are they So gonna... the... The actual their shop itself is closing. Okay. But we have one place I gotta keep it under wraps. That's about wow. to be the new Hobie dealer. Okay. Um, but then we also have another one, which is another kayak shop, the Ace Hardware. Um, but it's like Coastal Hagen Ace. Mm -hmm. They do a lot of old town stuff, but they're also getting Hobies in. So you'll have them and then I'll say shop number two coming on in. Cool, cool deal. And then there's some shops in Saint Augustine. Um, You've got Saint Augustine Paddle Sports. Paddle Sport, yep. Uh I know Fish Bikes Trading Post has a couple kayaks, but yeah. nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Yep. But yeah, y'all still got something to cover, cover the need there, and, and I'm sure um, something will pop up too. You said there's another Kobe dealer coming online and be there pretty soon. Another shop that'll be good to go. Keep that community going. You know, that's always 100%. important in, in uh, you know having good backing uh, for your you know bring tournaments in and, and different things like that. And, uh, you know, the reps from the different kayak companies see that involvement in the community and mm -hmm. the reps from the, you know, Yak Gadget, Yak Attack, you know, your accessories companies see that too. And then can, you know, can help that community out with tournaments, which is always a plus when you have good dealers and, and good, a good store around for sure. Right. And we definitely got two guys for sure who are pretty, I'll say pretty high up, I guess, compared to like the, the average kayak angler. Pretty high up in the industry, if you want to say, between uh, Franco and Brad. Franco being on the Hobie team and, and Brad having a, oh gosh, I got what the name for it. Uh, I know Bonafide, Bonafide. Yeah. yeah. So you got, you know, he's Bonafide, Yak Gadget, some other uh, brands as well. But hopefully yeah, with these new Fran shops coming Franco, in. Franco, um, what's his name? Nah. Franco Natividad. Natividad, yeah. Not yeah. I should know that because he's literally messaging me as we're talking right now. Oh, <laughs> I know. What's up, man? If you watch the show, you'll be looking out for a message from me because I want to get you on here too. Shoot, I'll tell him. The group chat's blowing up. Yeah, tell him right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, y'all got a little little group chat too for the area yeah. too. Like we, we yeah, man. Uh, we call it just the uh, the Four Locos. The Four, lo four Locos. There you go. But, man, I know y'all's fishery there, you know, something with, that we don't deal with here and on the panhandle – Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana is the tidal swings. You know, I grew up in southeast Georgia and I seen those big tide swings over there. And I, I want I want you to go in, you know, give me some insight on that and tell me how does that affect where you're gonna choose to fish. So for the people who don't know about the tidal swings here, uh, let's just say it's a straight calm day, no wind, right? Where you launch at uh let's say sister's boat ramp, right? You launch at Sisters, Sisters and say, Creek. The, yeah, right there, yeah. Sisters Creek. So you launch and say it's 10 feet deep. In six hours, it's going to be like four feet deep. Mm -hmm. Now, that's with no wind. Now, you have a west wind, right, and help pushing the water out. Yep. It goes from 10 feet to two feet mm -hmm. and, uh, and vice versa. You know, you have a northeast wind coming on in. That tide, say, coming in where it's normally 10 feet will be up at, 15 or even you know if it's crazy would you have a king tide and the parking lots underwater yeah um so that that tidal movement is essential with trying to pick a spot right, right. so when i'm fishing i'll say on that side right we call that north side when i fish on the north side headed up there it's depending like for me with the kayak and the, and the pa being heavy mm -hmm. i hate going out at low tide now i don't mind fishing into it but getting out into a lot of the mud bottom, we got that thick sinking sand. Yeah, yeah. You got to pick an area with a concrete ramp or something that'll help my big butt scoot on out. Yes. 
Yeah. And it's uh it's essential. A lot of people don't know, you know, the tide swing every six hours. Yeah. So if you're out in the back of a creek and you're not sitting there keeping you know an eye on that that tide, it happens all the time on Facebook. At least once a month, we'll see oh, someone yeah. stuck. If you're not following that tide out to deeper water in the channels, yeah, you're you stuck. Be sitting on a dang mud bank here pretty quick. <laughs> and you're gonna be chilling with them coons and the mosquitoes. They gonna oh, yeah. come get you. They gonna come get you. Yeah, you can have you have you know up to four tides a day, and like you said, dependent. You got a strong northeast wind, and that just pull pushes that water up in there. It just pulls it into, you know, so you you don't have a very strong tide swing that day, and that high tide's going to be the low tide. Might it might even go low? It might hold the tide up, exactly. You know, it push it in. And it might just sit you get there. A strong west northwest wind, like it happens here in Texas. You get that dump. You get a strong outgoing tide. You get a wind assisted tide movement. And it'll bottom that thing out to a negative tide real quick on you. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And that thing will be bone dry. Yep. Same place where you'll catch oh, fish wow. at. Yeah. And you're just dry. And don't get out your kayak because you're going to go up to your chest in mud in a lot of those places. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've, uh, I found that out the hard way. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, the deeper mud over there for sure. Something that's a little different. I know y'all. there is spots where you can... You know, on the big tides and flood tides, you can get out and wade and, and drag your kayak behind you and catch them up in the grass with the redfish tailing and everything. But there's a lot of spots, the feeder creeks and all that, man, it's just it's just waist-deep mud everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, and you'll go from, like, in those flood tides, speaking of that, it's about to come up here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, man, you can sit there and walk across a flat, and it'll be hard like concrete. Mm-hmm. And then one foot hits that mud, and you <laughs> Yep. Lose, you lose your there. shoes. <laughs> so yeah, Gone. I can see where that has a big a big factor in choosing your launch points or or coinciding with the tides where you make sure you launch at a mid tide and then you fish through the low tide and you fish the incoming tide coming back in to where you can time where you can get back up on that that area you launch from if there is an actual uh, uh, cement ramp you know or a floating exactly or something yeah yep something to help it's, you out. I can see. Uh, a lot of newbies that, that aren't familiar with tide swings, like having some issues with that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's For unfortunate. Sure. It's in like, like fish wise, man, knowing that tide, cause that tide for us, especially in the riverside can turn those fish on. And it's, right. Turn it on. It could yep. be from, you know, say on the income and the fish are dead, but the tide goes out mm-hmm. and say you got a, you know, like a dock near a Creek you know, or a bridge and it's pushing those mullet out, pushing mm-hmm. those shrimp out. Yep. You know, those trout and those reds set up, and you just got to right gotta find it. Yep. So, yeah, that's what we're going to get into here. We're going to, you know, your favorite species. You know, over there, there is quite a smorgasbord. You know, you, you, you get your black drum, your redfish, your trout, flounder, uh, plenty of ladyfish around and, and different things, you know. You know those too well. If you're, you know, if you soak bait and, this and, and stuff, you know, you, there's some other side catches and stuff over there, but if you're – you're mainly going to target, um, you know, inshore species. You want to go for them top three, that, that trout, redfish, or flounder. And then the occasional black drum on artificial is nice because those are pretty good table fare. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> I, was, I will eat them all day long over a redfish or a speckled trout. 100%. I was chasing them today, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Got skunked. It's fun to try to get them to eat a plastic or a little crab imitation or something. You know, every now and then you could pick pick some off. Uh, but yeah, them things are them can can be fun if you got some fresh uh, dead shrimp peeled and you can put it down and find a school of them, pick you off two or three there real quick. Just have some fun. That's straight <laughs> yeah. fun fish right there. Yeah, they're super fun. And then you got the big ones that, that every now and then you'll wreck into one of them and drag you around for a little while on that old. Uh, kayak slave ride and get you going but out of those what which one do you like to mess with the most i'm a trout guy 100 percent um he's got you a good trout. one too yes sir yes sir got my thicket i'm uh 28.75 was it yes sir yeah eight pounds eight well, pounder i got a, i got a cheap boga so let's say floating between seven eight. yeah wow. that's a good one and um I'll say, yeah, definitely a trout guy. I love my reds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's the thrill of trout is what got me. Like, uh, just in general, since I've been fishing, I've got three redfish over 50 inches. Yeah. Um, 
I've caught them from everything from 1000s and eight pound braid up to shoot almost 30 miles offshore catching bull reds on accident. Yeah. And I love them, but they're just, they're just not my thing anymore. Uh, the fish that has my heart though are black drum when he really, cause that's just like a sentimental. It's my first fish I ever caught. Yeah. So I still love my big uglies. They taste great. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, shoot, you find a 30, 40 pounder. I gotta, I gotta find, I gotta try to get it. <laughs> but target wise, oh, if I'm out fishing, I'm targeting trout every single time. Yeah. That, that fish is, is dear to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's some great areas around me and close by within, I can be in Baffin in like two hours. Come See, that's the goal. I gotta get down to Baffin one day. Come on. There's there's places I can go in the winter that that, that we won't have to go to Baffin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I mean, it turned on a little later this year, but it was there were some insane bites on those swim baits this year. Like right before the when the water was up around sixty two to sixty four, before it got a little too cold, like at the mm -hmm. end of December, right before I went on to my long outage at work, I was on some good fish. I mean they was some twenty seven plus coming regularly. <laughs> right. You you got some good fish, man. I don't see it. It's it makes me jealous. Because I'll say this past year has been slow for me size-wise. Got the numbers, but the size ain't getting me. Yeah. And it's phew, what I fished. I fished this other the past, my first day off on my first, like, real long break. Um, and it was a tough bite, but, uh, you know, high pressure right after, you know, very small moon, you know, right after the new moon. And they ate in this little small, like, 40-minute 40 40 window. And it was like when it turned on, they turned on. Like they was they was eating. I set up where I needed to set up, put the bait in the right spot, presented it the right way, and they was thump, 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 That's and they it. was all like twenty one plus to twenty five. They wasn't nothing over twenty five, but they was all you know. I have one that's twenty one and three quarters. It was damn near four pounds on the boga. Shit. I mean, Goodness. she was freaking football <laughs> <laughs> but yeah trout trout are dear to my heart man I, I just i love chasing them things i mean if i can chase them all year i will i'll you know i'll give them a break here and there for a couple of redfish tournaments we're about to kick one off on uh, may the first uh, one of our first uh prl series kayak division kicking off so i'm looking forward to that and get back on the flats you know burning spoons and you know, curly tail, little curl tail grubs burning them on weedless hooks and just watching the redfish come out the potholes and just demolish them. <laughs> That's the one thing I do. So what I love about reds, man, when they start going crazy, because mm -hmm. for some reason it's like, and it could just be me. Reds, I don't really look at majors, minors, all that. If yeah. I could find them eating, they're in day. It goes crazy. Yeah. You Trap put something in front of that nose. Sometime, you know, but the big girls, ooh, they, they're different species. They get over 25 inches, they start pulling that drag and then violent head shakes they have, man. It's just, man, it's tough. They're to freaks of nature. Yeah. Like there's trout and then there's trout. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, for sure. What's and I didn't the, realize that. Some of your tactics over there, I'm sure, I mean, it, it can, they can be used in, in other fisheries and all that. So uh, this time of year, you know, transitioning, you got some bait runs and stuff. You got some mullet. You know, we're having some menhaden right now running and a lot of little glass, little shad spawn and all that. So sometimes the little smaller baits are a little better. But, man, it just something about throwing that bigger bait, just waiting for that right bite. The excitement <laughs> like, of I it. Like it's, a it's bigger like, top water, bigger top water. Oh, sure. one knocker's enough. Got to have oh, yeah. big plugs. Yeah. yeah. It's just the excitement of throwing that big bait, like, you know, for example, when you throw a little bait, you know you'll catch something. Something's going to yeah. eat it. But when you throw like a big old glide bait or a big old plug, jerk mm -hmm. bait, something big, it's just the knowing whatever eats this got a chance of being a stud. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I've had some 15-inch trout knock an 8-inch glide bait out in the water. Go crazy for it. eat it. But then I've had that thump, and I know what it is. <laughs> right, you know plus. that's a good one. She come up shaking her head. <laughs> doing jumps and flips and going airborne on them <laughs> by having a heart attack they scared the hooks coming out oh yeah oh yeah yeah and that's definitely a big key right there is keeping uh maintaining your tackle 
if you're going to mess with some of these big trout is you always got to keep them hooks sharp hooks on them plugs man they just got to they their head shakes you got to have something to absorb all that you know pressure and and you know the way they're just man they just built different when they get big they just they just want to just Terrible. They just want. They want to scare you, man. They yeah. just live for that. Like they do. You got to have the gear for it. And you know, some people they come across luck and they can catch a big trout on a super stiff, ugly stick or something. But yep. when you really start wanting to fine tune, it's those little differences that save the day. Yeah, I've got in. I've got in some discussions online and some YouTube channels. Some guys in uh, some YouTuber in Louisiana was throwing. Man, I'm throwing. I got my corky rod lined out. I got this. And it's like a, it was a topwater rod, and it was a bass rod with a big old long, you know, butt stock on it, butt end on it, like a 7.3 big. He said, man, I can bomb this corky as far as I want it. I said, but yeah, but what about your action? And what about when you get that big trout on, where's your your action in that rod to allow them head shakes and get a little stretch and have some, you know, little bit of wiggle room you know you got to have right. give and take on them trout you know um i was just like man that's way too much rod i was like i understand to each their own but from experience and that's just too chasing much trout for a long time it's you got to have something to absorb that shock of them big old head shakes man and you got I, to you, you don't want to have that rod. medium medium light man moderate that's action it got to have something to load up and, and shake with those head shakes and sometimes in the winter i go to straight monofilament 12 pound that's it and you get that extra stretch and it helps absorbs them head shakes so much more and that right, their mouth is soft was trying to go back and forth with me i said man i guarantee you, you get an eight pounder on that rod so he she gonna pull off quick <laughs> and i just kind of <laughs> left it at that I was like, whew, there ain't no end in that one. He was still trying to jap his jaw, you know, jack his jaw off. I was just like, you know what? To each your own. You fish what you want to. I know what I'm fishing. <laughs> right. Hey, when I he loses ultra, one, he got an ultra mag in my hand. <laughs> my <laughs> hey, I got to get one of those, man. Yeah. That new one they just came out with, that salty mag, man. That's a little bit in between the ultra and the and HP light. That's the one I really want. I like that. I've had one for almost a year now, and I ain't broke it. And that's the one I used to throw my soft plastics at my redfish schools with, and I'm fighting them around the front of my kayak and underneath my kayak and everything. Jimmy Jimmy was like, dude, if anybody's going to break a rod, it's going to be Dustin because he's in that kayak at at extreme angles and all that other stuff. So, yeah, shout out to Jimmy from Waterloo, man. putting his trust in me to put some rods through some 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 abuse because i damn sure do <laughs> smart man <laughs> you gotta beat yeah. it though and that's what got me with waterloo i have beat the brakes off of these rods and i've had no issues no nothing yep well let me know man when y'all uh next time y'all want to grab a few you know save that shipping cost and i'll i'll run them over there when i come over there and uh i'm coming in june to uh my niece is having a uh little little girl in may so we're gonna come over there uh no fourth of Ju- the week of fourth of july i'll be over there come to so jacksonville gonna, yeah brunswick st Simon. oh yeah i'm gonna get with i'm gonna get with you 45 minutes away i'm gonna come and fish with y'all one in the morning some somebody better have me a kayak i don't get what they put me in hey look here you tell me the day <laughs> hey being real franco i know franco got three yaks we're gonna call franco yep yep get me up in there but man whew, big trout all right offshore how you feel on that? Is that for the kayak or not for the kayak? Y'all got anybody in Jacksonville that goes offshore there to catch kingfish on the Franco. right days? Yeah, Franco. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Um, offshore in the yak, I want to do it, yeah. but I don't want to do it. Right. Uh, the offshore scene in Jacksonville isn't as good. So for us, offshore, our water's pretty shallow, if you want to say that. Yeah. For yeah. offshore-wise. Uh, like, you control the beaches for King, Spanish, Big Blues. Yeah. Um, but compared to, like, South Florida – Right. Completely different. You know, here you'd have to go nine miles offshore, and I don't think someone's doing that. Okay. No, no. Every right. now and then you, you get that good Cobia run, and you get the Kings running, you know, with that mole. They'll come along the pier. And... Yep, you'll get them in within, you know, half a mile to a mile out, you know, be able to do something. I just didn't know if anybody fishes around the Mayport jetties any 
Uh, it's kind of just too there's much. There's a couple guys. Movement. There's a lot of titles. Exactly, and that's that's the Big thing time. that kills it in the kayak. Now, I will say, I don't know these guys personally, but they're mm-hmm. like the little Cambodian group they have on Facebook. Yeah. Those cats go there for some sheep heads, and there's Ooh, some bad men yeah. right there. There's some big old sheepies, too. Big sheepies. And those guys will hit right on the jetties right there in the inlet. Wow. And uh, I give props to those guys because they'll kill that all day. Dang. Yeah, I know the further south you go, the little better it gets uh, down around uh, Melbourne and all that. You yeah. get the triple tail. You can target on the beachfront certain times of the year, along with the cobia, um, and then that's further south you go toward, you know, Pompano, West Palm, all that down there. You get them guys, that extreme kayak series runs out of there. Yeah, sailfish. My buddy Brian Nelly's down there pushing water kayak charters down there, putting people on some solid sailfish and and you know wahoo here and there, and uh, you know then you got the exotics down there in the canals. You can catch. I mean, that's just the. That's a whole different area down there. Start getting that. That's little, a different that breed of fish. Different water, the blue water down there. You know, you up in northeast Florida. Sometimes you got that chocolate milk. <laughs> you got all <laughs> hey, that water about dark as me, dog. Yep. You got the water coming out at St. John's. You got the water from the St. Mary's jetties. You got the water coming out of all the, you know, where I'm from, uh, Brunswick River and all that. You know, the stuff that comes out there at St. Simon's, Jekyll, Cumberland. You got all those, you know marsh estuaries feeding all that so you've got a lot more sediment and 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 you know turbid water up in north oh yeah part it of gets, southeast georgia for sure that water gets dirty man every now and then in the winter if yep. you catch a, a good old west wind and it hits just right if it stops that water turns crystal clear yes yeah and uh those are the days i love those are some of the funnest days you'll get oh yeah for sure man yeah, so offshore, you want to go, but you just like, man, I don't know. Right, but, I got a buddy system for sure. Exactly. If, <laughs> you uh, got to go with a, a group. I'll say know. one of these days, if like Rich, Franco, Rashad, Josh, if they all want to head down there, I'll do it. Now yeah. in South Florida. Yeah. But up here, I ain't doing it. <laughs> yeah. Now get that VHF, get a good radio, have all your gear in order. And that's what, you know, anytime somebody new coming into kayak fishing, you know, I'm always like, you know, Get your PFD, you know. Safety, man. That that water's shallow, Will. You're going to need about, it sooner or later, trust me. <laughs> there's going to be a day if something happens, and I, and I can tell from, you know, from me, I was a guy fishing where I do. Most of the time, it's on three feet deep. Yeah. So I, I never had the PFD on. Uh, what ended up getting was a rainstorm. I got caught in thunderstorm. When I tell you, I was terrified, man. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to lie that. You seeing the lightning come down just sound like cracks and whips. Oh yeah. It's smack in the middle of gator mating season. So I'm watching gators just stick their whole bodies out at me. Uh-huh. I'm like if something happens, I don't know if I'm gonna either flip and my head's face down or Yep. And ever since then I just got me a little my uh friend branch from Academy. It's a little chest guy, wraps around, mm-hmm. nice and comfy. Just in case something never happens, I got it there with me. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'll preach that on and on. I taught water survival instruction in the marine corps and that's some of the hardest swimming and and uh qualifications you have to go through and i've surfed my whole life been around the water waterman you know and it's just i have mine on all the time and if, if that don't speak volumes then then i don't know what else to tell anybody <laughs> right you know it, you never know what's going to happen just like it's there for you know, something happens wear a seatbelt. well same thing i mean uh, I'll preach kayak safety all day and organization on your kayak. I mean that that's something every new everybody new coming in. You know you have to be organized on that boat. You only got so much room for so many things. And got to utilize time it you all. Go out, you, like I'm so precise with everything where I have on it. I know where everything's at. You know if I have to reach down and grab a knife to cut something, if I'm stuck in some current or stuck on a, a you know. A washout or something or if i'm on a high flowing river and i get stuck you know i can cut cut something loose real fast you know if i got a you know pair of split ring pliers i get a hook stuck in my leg from a redfish i can grab that split ring and get that hook get it off of me you know you gotta have to know where everything's at for sure everything got to like i can sit here expected yep i can sit here and talk way way more about it <laughs> like i can tell you i know where everything's at if i'm sitting just like this i got my bogus pliers extra yeah. paddle <laughs> everything oh, yeah, man for sure well i know uh speaking about trout you know we're talking about that a little bit 
there's some pretty good, you know, trout fisheries there in northeast Florida. Um, you know, one area in particular I'm not going to name, but, uh, you know, I was just wanting to know how, how's the pressure of the increased, uh, the effect of the increased pressure, you know, from the small skiffs and, and kayaks in that area. Is it, is it affecting so the we'll fish? See. Are they harder to catch those bigger, bigger fish now? Yes and no. Um, I'll say, I only say no because I don't know it compared to how some of these guys, when I look at the OGs like yeah. uh, Slayer and Crusher and Matt Chipperfield, Chipperfield and those guys from years ago out there. Yeah. But uh, looking at it now, uh, I fish mainly during the week, so I don't get the weekend pressure as much. Yep. Uh, where most of those guys have like the, in the early morning, late night, they got the bioluminescent tours. They do the kayak uh, yoga instruction with uh, North Pole. They're like paddle posts. boarders out there in the middle of everything. Yeah. <laughs> so you got some people who crab there, which, oh my God, me and the crabbers can throw hands. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you got some, some rookies in John boats who don't know boaters etiquette. Mm -hmm. And then you got the guys who are grinding, really wanting yep. to fish. So in between all that, you really got to, you know, in such a, a tight, confined area. Yeah. You really got to try to, you know, pick and choose what you're going to do and focus. Like I said, for me, luckily during the week, I during don't get week. as much traffic. Same, same. But like, like today, um, the only person I ran into was Matt Chipperfield. Yeah. Um, it was me and him out there the entire day by ourselves. I didn't see another body until I was leaving at the ramp. And that was just some people fun, get some exercise yeah. on a paddleboard. But uh, it definitely affects it. It, um, for sure in a way, because on those weekends, like, so you really got to focus if, so, you know, you can be sitting here on a flat and, you know, it's only about a foot and a half to three feet yeah. deep, depending on where you're at. And you can be in a school of fish and you got a John boat coming by and there's only so much room and right. boom, they burn that flat. Like you know, then done. you got the, the kayak tours and the other people who, you know, who aren't fishing. So they don't think about it like we right. do. And they're just over here. Hey, you having a good day? Yeah. And oh, yeah. Don't, not knowing they're spooking fish. The spooking fish on top. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing about getting away during the week. I, I like my schedule and being able to do that, too. And then uh, and then getting on the water at night. That's a whole different story yes. right there. And, man big top water blowups at night where you can't see it you just hear it just scares you talk about getting your heart racing man definitely I, man, nights I've had uh, some great great nights underneath the full moon here in texas Whew. dude i would i would love to do more night fishing uh where i fish at if, if i could fish at night there i feel like it'd be outstanding ever since uh really about covid they've really restricted it the game wardens that area so they uh, shut the hours down, but my buddy Riley, who used to live here, he uh, they just went to Texas for a little while. The guy who got me on big swim baits, yeah, he would sit there and throw those big glides at night under the full moon, and he's got multiple at twenty eight, twenty nine, and even a couple ten pounders just in there destroying those Ooh. baits. Oh, oh, my the fans buzzing! I was like, whoa, <laughs> what happened? Nah, at least the ringer wasn't on. I heard the operation though yeah man that uh that nighttime bike can just be amazing and even for the redfish too there's way less boat traffic at night i'm gonna tell you that right now oh what <laughs> and there's way 100%. less people in kayaks at night too <laughs> everything like for me if i night fish mainly yeah. i'm in the river um yeah and that heavy current near the, all mm -hmm. those cruise terminals and all those lights Oh, yeah. Wintertime, that deeper water. Oh, man. I got yeah. some industrial areas that are the same way. A lot of some barge terminals and some some abandoned docks with lots of deep shell and structure. Uh, wintertime, man. Big oh, old, the nastier, the better. Big old Miradon XL down there. Count it down. Twitch, twitch, twitch. <laughs> yep. And then the flats in the in the summer. I got some got some base systems here that I can, I can get to some really good grass flats and uh you know you never know what it's going to be it could be a a school of redfish or some mega trout and just smashes your top water <laughs> just out of no out of the silence of the night you just hear click, click. straight heart attack 
you know, and she was like, oh my God, <laughs> lights burning and all that good stuff, rod shaking, turn your light on, <laughs> <laughs> try to get a glimpse of that silver or whatever, whatever See what it be. is. Ooh, man. Yeah. That's Shoot, that happened stuff. to me, uh, where it's on my Instagram I, at night. I got a red, she was at like 30, 31 inches, something like that. It was the premier trout tournament last year. Yeah. It's uh, me, Franco, and Rich. It's about 345 in the morning. And you we're sitting there actually trying to move from gators because they're starting to, to like I say growl at us. And um so I'm smack in the middle of a flat. I'm just like, I'm gonna sit here. I ain't doing nothing else. Throwing a one knocker. I s I'm watching the gators' eyes and I'm just pop, pop, pop. And all you hear is just loud old and I'm thinking it's my probably gator bit my plug. Mm-hmm. So kayak turns, drag starts screaming. I'm like, dude, it's it's a thirty inch trout. I'm thinking it's massive. Man, it gets next to the kayak. I'm like, it's a dang redfish. <laughs> and then I put the light in. There's a whole school of reds just coming by. Just, just pushing. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that before with the, you know, just blind casting down a bank. Burning a burning a bigger swim bait. It's like a six and a half inch MC swimmer, big bass swim bait, you know, on like an eight all owner beast. <laughs> <laughs> burning it. And all of a sudden, swim. And just, and just then you hear the you hear the jump and it's like oh my god what is that it's like a five and a half foot alligator car <laughs> you're like wow 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 you're like well there goes that one there you go i mean winning in was thrashing in the water i was like oh, i did not know what it was I was like oh my gosh this is a giant red fish but then the head shakes and the way it twisted when it jumped i was like oh and it got close enough i was like man this is a giant car I don't want to have nothing to do with that thing. <laughs> and that's the thing. We we get some of those over here too. Darren. So y'all got those big old gator cars. We got the yep. the little cute little cousins. Little long nose and the yeah. short nose. Yeah, the alligator guards, man, we get those in the back marsh all the time where we have some little, you know, creeks and, and rivers, freshwater rivers that feed into some of the marsh, you know, that brackish water system. And they, they cruise on into the bays every now and then to the – top end of the bays you know and they're they're just they're wreaking havoc on everything so sometimes you get to tangle with them it's pretty fun <laughs> no, that's that'll be fun man the kayak at least i need at least one time yeah yeah so you near all in bass lakes too man you ever go catch some green fish or honestly i've been slacking so you know i grew up a bass fisherman and, uh from Doctor's Lake and South yep. of the River, Black Creek, Crescent. All those lakes as a kid, I, I love fishing, you know, up until I was like 16. But since I've had the kayak, I've, I've been slacking on, on the bass side. I think I'm too stuck on redfish. Yep. Every now and then I, I will go. There's like a across the street uh, called Wells Lake right across from my house. Mm -hmm. Launching there. Uh, sometimes I'll go in Doctor's Lake and in the river. But as far as, you know, the big lakes like I used to, I've been slacking. But I really want to, especially now they're bedding. Yeah. I'm going to go cheat. I'm going to go throw me a two-worm on a bed and go catch one. Go catch you a couple. Yep. Shoot, yeah. Oh, man. I know we was going to get into that a little bit. But, you know, that bass fishing, that's what I grew up. You know, I really. I love it. I really started doing that as a, as a young kid because I could ride my bike to all, like, the neighborhood ponds. Exactly. And the. And sneak on the golf courses and catch them hogs out in golf courses. <laughs> Try <laughs> hey, not golf to get runs pumps. up, or you make friends with or the greenkeepers. I say, hey, you know, my end. I've said, I've told this story before on the podcast. I mean, y'all, this might be like a broken record, but my granddad was a fire chief of Brunswick for 26 years, Ooh. and that's what that was about. Rest in peace, Papa Nichols. Uh, that was my end right there. I'd be like, hey, y'all know Chief Nichols, right? Yeah, that's my granddad. I'm not gonna hurt anything. I'm gonna throw the fish back. I just want to catch him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna leave any trash. I'm not gonna do anything. Just act like you never even saw me. And I had my little game plan, and that's what it was. That's all you need. Hey, and that got me some of them little private neighborhood lakes. I'd knock on the door. Oh, I say, hey, do you mind if I fish in your pond back there? It's all good. I can swim good. And my granddad's Chief Nichols, and you know, and it'd be all like, oh, okay, you Chief Nichols' grandson. All right. Okay, just be careful back there. All right. Hey, man, that was the best growing up. I'd, I'd sit there, and me and Mikey would have two rods. I'd have a, a Ziploc bag full of Cinco's, getting ready to be wacky, ready a couple crankbaits. 
and shoot, I, I leave my grandma's house about five in the morning, mm-hmm. come back right as the streetlights start flickering. That's it. As long as I got home before them streetlights came came on, I didn't get that switch, man. Get that hickory boy. <laughs> Nana had a willow tree in right in her front yard, too. She would grab that thing. Oh, they make me go pick my own. They said, go get that hickory. I'm going to bust that butt, boy. <laughs> my grandma, my JoJo. Rest in peace, JoJo. Yep. Don't get me talking about the food we was already talking about before we started right. recording too, man. And monotype. When she, when she cooking, if you late, you gonna sit on that patio and watch everybody eat dinner. Mm-hmm. And I'll be sitting there. Mm-hmm. Man, that chicken look real good. Man. man, I'm ready to eat again already. I need me a little snack. Right, I might throw that. Man. Ass fishing, dude. Yeah, that's it's it's still in my blood, you know. I, I still enjoy because I like competition. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. I, I like catching bass. I mean, I, I like chasing my big old specs, man. But but something about something. you know, if I can go fish a tournament, even if it's bass fishing or redfish or trout or whatever, I just like the comp. The, I'm, I just got a competitive nature and and in the camaraderie. That's what really drew me in was just hanging out with everybody afterwards, talking story, you know, sharing some stuff and this and that. Yes. Help, helping people out, you know. Just That's what got me, it. man. I'm all about helping people out, man. It is, and teaching them the right way, you know. Like we were talking about before we started recording, you know, time on the water trumps everything. No matter what. Everybody out there listening to this, don't depend on that YouTube guy giving you spots. <laughs> <laughs> don't fish on history. You fish on conditions and location exactly i'm on the water is going to trump everything them youtube guys tell you right it's like i can <laughs> i can go i can go tell you exactly what i did where i was at yep. but if you're not sitting there truly focused and dialed in you're not paying attention to what you're doing i mean you may luck come across a fish but there's no consistency in that. yeah yep and if you really want to learn something keep that patreon money in your pocket save up and go get a reputable kayak guide in your area 100 <laughs> percent. i will say like people ask me um my lady ended up gifting me a, a, a charter with matt chipperfield yeah uh two years ago and some people are like why would you go get a, a charter for right there i really i didn't care about the fish i wanted that man's knowledge yep when i tell exactly. you what and we became buddies because of this i basically ate his brain alive with questions mm-hmm. like we That's didn't catch a lot of right fish I, I caught a, a little 21 inch trout but I literally just kept asking questions. What do you see here? What do you look for? Yep. You know, because I can only see it from, you know, from my perspective. I want to see how someone else views it. Mm-hmm. And plenty I put a little bit of that. There, man. There's plenty of knowledge. Yeah, too. There's plenty of articles online. A lot of good stuff to soak in out there. Podcasts, see, that's the, everything. That's so the stuff people get away from. Paid for locations from a YouTube fisherman. 100%. I know I'm a Florida Sportsman there. Magazine. Is going to do way more for you. Exactly. Read, actually read what these guys got to say, and then go try it. For sure. Yes, sir. So I'm gonna put you on the spot. All right. Targeting big speckled trout is what they call pick three. Pick three setups. You got three setups with you. What are they going to be? Baitcast or spin reel? Baitcasters or spin cast? And what's tied on each one of them? All right. If I'm just hitting anywhere, right? Overall. Yeah. Three setups. I got. I, my first one will be in a casting setup. It'll be a Daiwa Zillion Coastal, the old OG one, the blue one, blue and silver, excuse me, on a Waterloo Salinity, uh, medium light. That's for my double Ds, 27s. Oh, yeah. Um, then from there, one of my spinner rods, I got my pink phantom. And you might know this one. I feel like the pink phantom blank is different than the regular phantom blank. I don't <laughs> know why. I think it's just different. It's got a different, little, little different feel to it. Yep. Then I'll have that pink phantom I'm on a dial with Tatula 1000. And I'll have an L30. Yep. A 1000 is eight pound braid all day. Yep. That's plenty. Um, play them, play them. Nearly L30. That's yep. it. That's all you need. 10 pound mono, sometimes 15. Yep. Uh, so that mirror lure mm-hmm. L30. And then that next one I'll have on is the, the new coastal and, uh, and my other salinity as well. And I'll just have a. 3/8 ounce little jig head on 3/8 3/16th always Daiwa all day yep. Daiwa if you watch this I have only had Daiwa since I was 14 years old come on come on 
Come on. And you just got a jig but, uh, head with some plastics. Some kind of plastic, whether it's yeah. a, a fish bites, dirty boxer, DSL, just whatever my mood is that day. Mm-hmm. But those three, at least a double D, a L thirty, and some kind of some kind of jig kind of plastic. Swim, swim, swim bait, plastic uh, paddle tail. You know, yep. something you can swim or, or twitch, 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 twitch. Uh, down south, Grande got a good swagger. Uh, all that good stuff out there. There's just there's, there's a lot. And Grande, hey Rashad, mm-hmm. I'm coming to steal your Grandes. Just know that. Yeah. Get on there. I got a code. <laughs> Get order some. I said, man, let, let me grab a couple of them things. Yeah. They got some good swagger when you burn them for red fishing. Man, they come up and just jack them. They got a real good, real good swim, swim action to them. They'll come I mean, that big, that wobble. Them, them, them shrimp, too. Them shrimp on a popping cork don't play. I see. Definitely got For a, sure. You know, got to snag a couple of those. Yeah. What y'all, what you think about corkies? You throw some suspended twitch baits over there, like the, the soft body, the corkies. Have you have you used them over there? Oh, yeah. If I if I told you how many corkers I had, you probably think I'm a crackhead. Oh, that's, don't go look at my garage right now. Cause there's probably like, yeah. 50 of them hanging up on one of my racks. <laughs> like, you know, the, the, see, I'm in my, my storage room, but like the classic, you go to Walmart after Christmas, the big old giant uh, Sterilate made boxes, whatever. Yeah. Storage. Mm-hmm. I got three of those in the garage, just filled. Um, I'm a little bit of a collector. Yeah. If I see a color, um, I'm gonna buy it. Just like Speckle Truth is releasing these uh, oh, the yeah. uh, the they're, Catch they're, Juniors. There are other colors for them. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat those. But yeah, definitely Corky's. Um, it's not my confidence bait, but I want it to be. But it's like yeah. when the fish tell me they want a double D, I gotta listen. Right. But like as far as the action, I love those flats on them double D's. The way that thing swims down and then suspends, you can't beat it. Dude, what's funny about that thing is I've been catching bass on it. (laughs) I could believe it's got that little that swim. It just just... wobbles and suspends. It it doesn't sink like a like a lip like a rattle trap. It doesn't sink. Yeah. So you burn it over the top of hydrilla and pause it and they come up and just demolish it, dude. I'm telling you. It just just sits. That pistachio one in freshwater is legit. Best color. It's the mm-hmm. best color. And that's what I caught my big girl on. The Pearl Harbor with the gold sides for the redfish. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Then, I and got then a big one, the XXL pistachio, the real big double D, like the giant one. <laughs> that's, my, that's my next. I just got my first one about a month yep. ago. And uh, I got a salinity for it ready. And once I really start dialing in on where some of the big girls are sitting, Mm-hmm. That's why I want to start throwing is that that XL and jerk baits too, man. You got Jeff Brown painting some damn fine ones over there out of Pensacola, man. God, Jeff is the man. He is painting the hell. He's out got the, the tuning of the of the lips down and get some running. You know, a foot, a foot and a half, and for fishing the flats, shallow water over here. I've I, I love those. The, you know, a little Dremel goes a long way to tune them, and I'm throwing. Like regular jerk baits, like Vision One Tens and and uh, uh, the Six Cents ones and all that. I've thrown them over deep shell for a long time, and I've always used them because that's one of my favorite baits. The target pass in water, you know, sixty four to and below. Um, so transitioning an app to trout was just something that just came naturally. And, and there's a big jerk bait craze on going, you know. Oh yeah, especially and, as of lately real lately and it and it's it's been a long time coming for it to finally get out there you know we've kind of kept it under wraps for quite a while but uh you know i'm i'm, I'm gonna work on an article uh should be coming out in a couple of weeks i was gonna write an article about them you know try to get a little more insight and get some stuff shared little stuff shared about them but uh you know, it's a great bait to have in your arsenal you know, different sizes you know some smaller ones the 90 size to the 110 and then a 130 bigger i just got some of those from jeff uh we're gonna we're gonna try those out uh, coming up here next couple of weeks. Uh, oh, yeah, nice, they are all cruising the shallows pretty regularly now, so we're gonna check it out and see what see what happens. <laughs> but yeah, those jerk baits, man, it's it's one thing you know I love seeing it you know come on and start getting popular because growing up, you know, when I started saltwater fishing, watching some I'll say the OGs, those guys been throwing those those bomber long A's and oh yeah, mm-hmm. even the uh, the C twenty nine before. Yep before it was actually the L30, the bigger L30. Mm-hmm. And um, those guys were killing trout. And that's why, dude, if I hit the river, anything past five feet, I always got a jerk bait on. Oh, yeah. 
Gotta have one. Good stuff, man. We'll shoot you right on on that pick three. I hear you on it. Um, man, we're coming up on an hour. Usually try to keep them kind of locked in around in, keep everybody tuned in and not getting uh, distracted <laughs> listening. You know, it's good for some windshield time and all that. But, yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, don't forget to share with all your boys over there. We got that uh, that May Mix Bag Tournament coming up, that online challenge. Next oh, we're all we're in there. We in there like for, swimwear for, for three bells and uh, Pal and Finn, and then I got Waterloo on board. Three bells on board. Grande's on board. Texas Rattler, and then possibly some other stuff. Uh, trying to get the awards worked out through catch. So I have some nice little trophies, and then you know there's a grab bag up for the top first three uh, 21 inch trout submitted. We will get a grab bag from Grande and Texas Rattlers. We got some gift cards and three bells and Waterloo. And a few other things up my sleeve. So, uh, yeah, it's be uh, 60 bucks entry. Um, go to the pot. Uh, $10 from from that will go to the big trout pot. Uh, so we'll see what happens, man. Uh, everybody uh, join in. Uh, that's on Fish and Chaos. Just look up uh, Chasing the Tide, Three Bells, May Mix Bag Challenge. Uh, I'll post a link on the my personal pages, Dustin Nichols BTX. Y'all give Johnny a follow there at... Uh, Oh, Johnny, Johnny Too, too swole. swole. Yeah. I'm going to put his right here. Scroll him across the bottom. Y'all check it out there. He's got it on the screen there. Y'all give him a follow My man. on Instagram. J-O-N-N-Y-T-O-O-S-W-O-L-E. And y'all, thanks for watching. Chasing the Tide. Uh, follow on my adventures on Instagram. And also follow Paddle and Finn at Paddle and Finn. The ladder, Paddle, the letter N, and Finn. So, yeah, we appreciate everybody tuning hey, in man. and uh, listening. Hope you had some good windshield time. If that's what you're doing, I like to hit old play on the podcast, uh, um, CastBox or Apple or Waypoint, wherever you're watching us. Uh, we appreciate everything, YouTube, wherever. You know, thanks for uh, tuning in without the listeners and, and everybody watching and listening. You know, this wouldn't be possible, so we appreciate that. Most of all, appreciate the guests coming on. And sharing their knowledge with us and uh you know sharing a little bit about the area duval you know we got a few other guys over there i want to get on the show too we're going to try to continue with that little trend there we try to reach out to people all across this country that enjoys saltwater fishing so anybody out there listening has anybody from california that wants to come on that's somewhere we haven't had a guest from yet and i'd love to dig in to some of them uh yellowtail uh Lincoln and uh, California Sheephead. I like to talk to somebody about that kind of stuff over there. So that stuff looks show. fun, man. Yeah, that looks fun to me too, man. And the calico bass around Mission Bay and all that good Those stuff. Those big old swim baits. Mm-hmm. Somebody has some some insight on that. Forward me some info. Uh, post it up. Send us a message on Paddle and Finn, and we'll we'll get something working on that. But yeah, uh, we'll give you the stage right here, brother. Any shout outs or uh, sponsor blast or whatever, you know, go ahead, man. Hey, my man, first, I just want to say, you know, appreciate you again for, for bringing me on, man. Right, thank, thank you. you. Um, shout out wise. Hey, I got to shout you out, brother. And then I got to shout out the homies, man. I got my boy Rashad. He's been on here. You know, I appreciate him as a you know little mutual friend between us. You got the four locos, me, Rich, uh, Franco and Justin. Um, and then really shout out to Resellers Reef, man. That's one of my local shops here. Uh, it's not a sponsor. I mean, I work with them, but that's just a, a good friend of mine. And no sponsors yet. I got one uh, in the wraps. It's a, it's actually a good company. So cool deal. See man. how that one goes, and then hey, Hobie, Waterloo, Iowa, come come in, your boy. Come on, we need you know? a Waterloo. We need a Waterloo on the East Coast over there. Come on. You know, hey, look here. I might here. know I'm, somebody. I'm, I might know. Somebody. You know, I'm your guy. <laughs> I don't even need free stuff. Just let me get a hat. <laughs> yep. There you go. Oh, we'll have some of them to give away too. Come on, all coming up, yes sir. Yes, yeah, sir, man, my man. Shoot, yeah, brother. Appreciate you coming on. Be uh, hey, my man, visiting you over that way coming up. Three, four hey, months shoot. in July. When you Check when you out. get a date, let me know. I'll take off work and uh, we'll head down there, man. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for what you do too, man. Everybody out there, my man's in law enforcement. So big shout out. Support our blue. Back to blue, man. There he is. That's your boy. Yes, sir. <laughs> Johnny Two Swole in the house, and we wrapping up Chasing the Tide. Uh, hope everybody has a great evening, and we out.
Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures. Your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina. The beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today. And we out. Y'all have a good one, though. Thanks for watching. Chasing the Tide on the Pal and Finn Podcast Network.